This is Turning Left, a NASCAR podcast. Tune in each week for race recaps, race previews, winner predictions, gambling odds, and driver fantasy scores. Buckle up, hold your line, and keep turning left. Starting left back here again a little bit late this week due to some unfortunate rain delays over the weekend for the anticipated Bristol dirt race. I'm here with Calman. Calman, how you doing? Uh, I am doing good uh, this week. Once again, another doozy of a week, but it was kind of broken up a little bit by a nice, uh, you know, Monday Bristol dirt race. So we definitely had that this week. Yeah, I'm always like uh, anytime it gets postponed on Sundays, it's always a bummer, but it does make Monday a little bit sweeter. So we had some Monday afternoon racing uh, Bristol dirt. Uh, It was, you know, the weekend was impacted, not only the race being canceled due to rain, but also practice, not practice um, qualifying. We didn't get any of the heat races that we discussed in our preview show. We did get some practice on Friday. Alex Bowman, I believe, was the fastest car in series one and the second practice, Ryan Blaney was out there. Alex Bowman, we didn't really give a lot of credit to, uh, but he looked impressive out there on Friday afternoon. He does come from dirt as well. And then unfortunately we had to wait Monday afternoon. Uh, we got no racing uh, from the truck series either that, um, that day we got the truck series race on Monday. Martin Truex Jr. Wound up winning that. I think me and you were texting during that as well. Like yeah. he's somebody, I don't think we talked about a lot either, but uh, he looked very impressive out there. Uh, and he did get that win, and, and he was impressive at the start here at Bristol Dirt. I don't even know where to start to cover this race. I mean, it was just like an absolute demolition derby, it felt like, for most of the race. But what what did you think of it like as a whole of this race? Well, for me, Bristol is one of my favorite tracks. Like that night Bristol race, which used to be called, I think, the Sharpie 400, was always my favorite race in the summer. Like I always looked forward to it. It just felt different, you know, cause like Bristol, it's so small. It's like a little Coliseum where just a whole bunch of crazy things happen. Tempers flare, all that. Now I think over the years, the racing at Bristol hasn't been as good. I don't know if that has to do with new track surface or if it has to do with, um, you know, the new cars, but you know, Bristol has kind of missed something I think over the years. And to me yesterday, it, it was very reminiscent of those, you know, early 2000 and probably before then, but, you know, I started watching in the early 2000s, but it kind of reminded me of that type of Bristol race. But yeah, man, it it was, it was wild. Like even starting off the race when Kyle Busch had like that, you know, big lead. And then all of a sudden you just see his, uh, his fluid start, uh, spurting out of the the top of his, uh, his radiator, um, you know, just from overheating from the, the dirt, I guess, you know, getting in that grill. It's like as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, like that we're we're kind of in for it today because there's just, you know, that extra element of dirt and dust. It, it was uh, man, it was interesting. I actually really enjoyed it, though. Yeah, When they cut to Kyle Busch's cam and I think even Ryan Blaney at one point before a wreck, uh, you know, dust pretty much caused a big one that collected. I think Kyle Busch was in that uh, Blaney yeah. lost half his car. I think Bowman got knocked in there a little bit. You know, we had Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson, who were two favorites, uh, tangled early. And that pretty much put them out of the race. That was very yeah. early on into stage one. And that threw a giant wrench into things. This race was already kind of a any man's game. But we thought that the dirt performers like the Christopher Bells, like the Kyle Larsons, like the Reddicks, they would really show up and have an advantage. And 
we spoke all week about how big of a favorite Kyle Larson was this race. And, you know, really the dirt favorites fell short. I, and they a did. lot of that was because it just turned into a demolition derby. I mean, they, they cut to Ryan Blaney's car and you literally could not see the car in front of you. I think Alex Bowman tweeted that you could see there's more visibility during an Arizona dust storm than <laughs> what they had at this race. And Kyle Bush said the same thing on Twitter. He literally could not see anything. And they cut to his radio after he got into a wreck. And I mean, he was just like, you know, guys, I cannot see anything. You cannot see anything. And when it would cut to their driver's cockpit, you really couldn't. I mean, with the dust and the sun, you had sunset coming in. So, I mean, there was just zero visibility. And uh, I mean, luckily we're at Bristol to where, you know, you can't really get in too bad of a wreck, although we've had some pretty beat up cars, but there are wrecks that, you know, tend to, to happen safely, I guess, if that makes sense, because yeah. you're not dealing with a lot of speed. I guess we'll go into the results here. Uh, we generally run down the top 10. So to note, Chase Elliott at number 10, uh, Eric Jones, number nine, Ryan Blaney, again, we mentioned with half a car at number eight. <laughs> it's a mess, man. <laughs> Tyler Reddick, William Byron, Ryan Newman, five, Daniel Suarez with his best finish of the year. Uh, he led a bunch of laps, too. And it was funny, post-race, he said, I had no idea what I was doing out there. Yeah. But whatever it was, it worked. That's yeah. straight from his, his mouth. Denny Hamlin at three, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at number two, and Joey Logano. Penske goes back-to-back, and he picks up his first win of the season. We had a little bit of a shootout there at the end. A late caution came out with about four laps to go, and Joey Logano and Stenhouse just uh, basically running side-by-side there, and Logano was able to pull away. We mentioned before that we had some interviews with Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick and, and guys like that who don't have a ton of dirt experience. And, and honestly, they said, you know, it is what it is. They weren't, ex- you know, super excited for this, but we had mentioned that, you know, these are some of the best drivers in the world and, and they're going to find their way. And they kind of did. I mean, Denny Hamlin was up there all race. It felt like you had guys like Brad Kozlowski, who, um, again, is awful, you know, at, at tracks like this wound up getting an 11th place finish. So, you know, make a note of him. Um, Kevin Harvick did wind up finishing 15 Kyle Busch again, 16th. He got tangled up though. Unfortunately, Alex Bowman was running top two, uh, f- led a few laps and looked really, really good. And then was just getting killed off restarts. And when it cut to his radio, it seemed like, I guess he didn't have a fourth gear or something. Yeah. Which I honestly don't know how that works. Like, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe something got up in the transmission and ruined it. I don't know, but I mean, he, was still able to finish the race. It didn't seem like it got worse, which I thought it would. I thought the rest of the gears would have went out too, but yeah, he ended up, you know, still being able to to drive. Yeah. And, and he finished the race, but really unfortunate for him. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. That's completely unlucky. <laughs> and we got some news for next season. Uh, for those that did not like Bristol dirt, unfortunately for you, they did announce during the race that Bristol dirt will be coming back next year and they are going to run another spring race. So are you for that against that? What's your feeling on that? Oh, I'm absolutely for it. You know, I think all the, um, you know, all the different, uh, you know, variety in tracks, I think is really important. I think that Bristol dirt just seems like a really cool event. It's like, sure. They could go to like a a purpose built dirt track, like, uh, you know, Eldora, but of course, you know, the whole thing with Tony Stewart, I don't know if that's ever going to happen now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know about that, but I don't know. Bristol just seems like a really cool venue. It kind of, you know, spices up that spring Bristol race. And it, a lot of people are excited for it. Like, I think they're definitely going to lament the fact that, you know, it, it 
kind of sucks that it, it got rained out in, in its original spot. Um, I think the heat races were going to be super entertaining. And honestly, I'd like to be able to see that whole entire weekend of racing, which we were unfortunately kind of robbed of. So, man, I'm, I'm all for it. I think that this was, you know, one of the most exciting events. Like, you know, I get excited for NASCAR races and I'll relate this to football. I get really excited for Eagles games. This was the closest I felt to like Eagles game type excitement with NASCAR, them going to the dirt track for the first time because we just didn't know how it was going to unfold. And it's just super entertaining the entire race. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm all I'm completely all for it. I I thought the same thing when they announced it. The crowd cheered, so it seemed to get over. Um, I I mean, this race is for sure going to sell out the minute tickets go on sale. Yeah, as long as COVID you know allows that to actually happen, and it looks like we're trending that way. I, I enjoyed it too. I really thought it was a nice change of pace. I like seeing the drivers uncomfortable and and really have to work the cars. I mean, they were sliding around that track they had to fight visibility issues which at one point during the race nascar had to change and make restarts single file so i liked kind of the chaos of it you know maybe racing purists will have you know um negative things to say i was looking on twitter and like the subreddit and you know the subreddit seemed to actually really really enjoy this race and really nothing but positive things Twitter, though, man, was toxic as usual. I mean, every time it felt like NASCAR made a post, like everybody was calling this, you know, just a disaster and, you know, an embarrassment. And I was like, are you guys watching the same thing I am? Like, this is probably the most entertaining race we've had all year. And it was truly anybody's race. Um, We did get, you know, our typical, (laughs) you know, Joey Logano is not an atypical winner. He wins a lot, but um, it it really felt like this was anybody's race. Uh, You know, Daniel Suarez was out there leading what felt like, you know, it had to be close to half the race, maybe not half the race, maybe like a quarter of the race. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think it was good. I I like getting these drivers out of their element. Um, and I'm happy to see it come back as well for sure. So we are going to be getting Bristol dirt. Hopefully the weather plays a, a better, um, as you said, we get, you know, more cooperation from the weather. Maybe, you know, they could run it at night. Then we get Bristol dirt at night. I don't know if that, that would, would help with visibility issues or, you know, I, I saw some people saying, you know, they just need to wet the track to, so the dust doesn't kick up. So they're going yeah. to figure it out. They're going to get better at it and, and make it, you know, more. Um, they're they're going to be able to make it, you know, better for the drivers as well. So this is NASCAR's really first time doing something like this in a while. So they're going to figure it out. And I think it's only going to get better and it's going to make the drivers have to get better as well. So glad to yeah. see it make its way back. Now, if, if it was up to you, would they run more than one dirt track on the schedule or do you like it just being Bristol dirt? Like this is a special event for Bristol. Well, you know, I, I don't want it to get, I don't want it to lose like that special feeling because this yeah. did feel like an event. I don't want it to get like, um, what's the word like uh, saturated, I guess. Yeah. To where, this isn't a special event, you know, so I would say maybe run it once at Bristol, maybe in the future, depending on, you know, what the schedule looks like, maybe bring it around twice. I don't know if I'd be for a playoff race in <laughs> on the dirt just because of how volatile this race was. But I mean, I, that could be entertaining. I think for right now, at least while it's new, let's try to ride out that feeling for as long as we can and just keep it once a year. Yeah, I mean, because they could always I mean, they could technically always, you know, change venues every year so you could have bristol this year and i guess next year and then maybe take it to richmond or martinsville or you know wherever dirt talladega (laughs) 
<laughs> pretty sure the cars would fall off the track. <laughs> you texted me that, I think, on Sunday. I was cracking yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah. Imagine like a dirt Daytona 500. <laughs> it took like what? Like They said like, I think it was like over a thousand truckloads. I can't remember the exact. Imagine how many truckloads would take there was for Talladega. There was a lot of dirt. And, you know, as we mentioned and as what tends to happen in dirt races, there was an asphalt line. You know, you could kind of see the dirt start to wear down and, you know, that was when it really started to kick up and, but yeah, uh, I, I would say for right now, like you said, maybe keep it one race a year, but maybe move it. I think that could be cool for sure. I don't know that it has to be a, a Bristol thing, but yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. You know what else I actually really enjoyed too? Um, the, when they went to those competition con- uh, cautions, like all the cars, like, you know, they shut off and you could hear like all the pit sounds and you could like kind of hear like, you know, the grinding, which I'm assuming was all the dirt, like, you know, in uh, in different things that they were, you know, tightening and loosening. I thought that was really cool. Like that was kind of like a cool, like audio sound, um, you know, because usually you can't really hear the pit sounds too much over the the cars. So I thought that was just kind of cool. Just hearing everybody like, you know, simultaneously working on the car. For sure. And I'm sure the pit crews, I mean, are dealing with issues that they're probably not used to at least uh, or at least, you know, maybe they haven't worked with with dirt in a while. So, you know, a a learning curve for them, too. And I'm sure I I haven't seen them mention it. I would like to see some interviews from the pit crews this week and see some of the challenges they face, because, yeah, I, I mean, at one point, like some dirt was getting in the grill. I remember at the beginning of the race. The Hendrick cars seem to not have an issue with that so much, but they must have figured something out in, in practice or because, you know, their grills were completely open. But Kyle Busch, I think, was overheating like right off the bat. Yeah. And if I'm if I'm correct on that, I think it was Kyle Busch and mm-hmm. a few other cars had the same issue. The grill just got like totally covered and, and the cars were overheating. But Hendrick, you know, figured that out. So I would like to get their perspective. I think that could be interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, it was, man, it, I, I thought it was just super interesting, though. Like, I, I think that what is now going to set NASCAR apart is that, one, you have road courses, you have the super speedways, you have the, you know, mile and a half, you have the short tracks, and now you have a dirt track in the the mix. And I think that variety, it just kind of, you know, continues to, um, you know, just, I don't know, it just adds some some freshness to uh, NASCAR's lineup. So, I, I'm I'm really excited to see you know what they do next year and how they improve. I hope it's under the lights. I think that'd be amazing if it was under the lights. I think that you know one you're not getting you know the kind of inconsistent sunlight peeking through. You would just have the uh, track lights, which hopefully would kind of boost visibility because you're not getting you know the sun's rays. But yeah, man, it's 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 super exciting. I'm all for it, and with the standings now. Denny Hamlin is leading by a considerable amount. He is still looking for that first win, but he has 327 points. This finish this week puts him with six top five finishes this year, the most in the Cup Series. Joey Logano is now second with 269 points. Martin Truex Jr. is third with 247 points. Kyle Larson, fourth with 242 points. Logano, Truex, and Larson, of course, all all have wins under their belt. Then we have Brad Kozlowski, 232 points. He does not have a win, but he does have three top five finishes, and that's the top five in standings. So now we have seven races down, seven different winners. We do have a little bit of a break this week due to Easter, so there is no race, but we will have Martinsville Motor Speedway Saturday, April 10th. That's the Blue Emo Maximum Pain Relief 500, so there will be a little bit of a break on the podcast as well but we will catch you next week with our race preview show so until then thanks for listening and we'll see you